0: Welcome to New Life Miami, and thanks for listening to our podcast. We hope this word blesses you today. For more information, visit nlmiami.com. We hope to see you soon. And remember, you are love. The definition is this. It's the expression of approval praise the expression of approval the expression of approval as we discuss this topic praise i start to think about it and i asked this i said man do you do you agree do you agree with christ do you approve in christ think about what that means those two questions do you agree with christ and do you approve in christ do you accept him Um, As your full satisfaction of what praise is. To have full satisfaction in the one. And then complaint means this. And there's a reason why I'm defining this. Complaint means a statement that a situation is unsatisfactory or unacceptable. A statement that a situation is unsatisfactory or unacceptable. So in a world which everyone is complaining and complains in, That we would be a people that would lift up praise. Amen. In a world of complaining, that we'd be a people of praise. In a world of complaints, a people of praise rise up. So the text that I'm going to flow in is in Philippians chapter 2. And we're going to start off in verse 12. Um, If you could just uh, turn your eyes to there. uh, Philippians 2. Verse 12, and I'm going to go ahead and read Philippians 2.12. It says this, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. He says, work hard to show the results of your salvation. Obeying God with deep reverence and fear. When, When you look at this passage, and as Paul is writing this, I thought about this, that that we're not to be content with past glories. Just listen to what I'm telling you. Past glories, but instead we should be nurturing in our relationship with God, maturing in our relationship with God. Not necessarily stuck and and content with past glories, but that that there's a constant maturing and nurturing in our relationship with God. One way... In which an individual can live in constant complaint, constant unsatisfactory, like we shared in the definition, is by always judging or filtering our present condition, our present circumstances with past glories. I'll say that again. One way in which we live in constant complaint, in constant Unsatisfactory or unsatisfaction is by always judging and filtering our present condition or circumstances with past glories. See, glories are not things of the past. They should be ongoing in our lives. Glories should have not have stopped on the day of salvation. Glories should not have stopped on the day of I do. But glory should continue constantly in our lives. When you live in his glory, listen to this, you live in his praise. When you live in his glory, you live in praise. Because your praise, look at the definition I told you. Your praise is the expression of approval, yes? Your praise is the expression of approval. Not necessarily that you approve of God but that God approves of you. Man. When you live in his glory, you live in praise. And your praise is the expression of approval. And it's not because, oh, yeah, I approve of God. It's the reality and it's the understanding of, wait a minute, God approves of me? It's a whole different understanding of that. See, there is no room for complaining when you recognize, how does God approve of me? There's no room for my heart and for myself to complain there. Because how can can we be unsatisfied or, or it be unacceptable that God approves of you? So we live now to demonstrate the expression of that approval and the expression of the approval in your life of God is praise. I praise you because somehow you called me son, you brought me in. There is nothing that man did to be saved, but it's the work of the cross through Jesus Christ that saved man and because of that we could sit here and say I get to praise you now. And I get to do this for a living. Because there's nothing in our lives that What are we approved for? And God loved us that much. And now we could praise him. Just just really put that to thought. That we demonstrate now the expression of that. And that is now called praise. And and, and I want you to write this down and always remember this. Drown your complaints with praise. He says this in, in the same verse, verse 12. He says, show the results of Your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. Basically, live in praise with deep reverence and fear. And then he goes on and he says this in verse 13 for God is working in you. How many of you would agree that God's working in you? He's working a work in you, He's doing something in you, there's been growth, there's a maturing, there's a nurturing, there is something that is going on. For God is working in you, He's giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Verse 13, Philippians 2:13. For God is working in you, and he's giving you the desires and the power to do what pleases him. You know, I, I thought about this, and do we recognize that our, our desires result in actions? And, and here is Paul, and he says, God is working in you. And I could rejoice in this, that, that he is empowering us with his presence to live now to live out our lives as responsible Christians. So as you look at verse 13, Paul tells the church here to the Philippians, he says, for God is working in you and he's giving you the desires and the power to do what pleases him. So God is working in us. I rejoice in that truth and in that I recognize that he's empowering me with his presence so that I can now live as a responsible Christian. As a responsible Christian. Wouldn't you say that a responsible Christian is a maturing Christian? A responsible Christian. Well, what's a responsible Christian? Look at verse 14. Do everything without complaining and without arguing. He's empowering you with his presence to live out your life as responsible Christians. So what? So then do everything, not some things but do everything without what? Complaining, without arguing. Responsible Christianity, as we look at it in this text, is not one that argues and complains in every little thing. But instead, it looks for the good because they understand that God is working in them. Hey, you have a difficult situation happening? All right, guess what? Don't act up and don't act out. Stay put. And be responsible, mature in that situation, grow in that situation, and recognize that maybe God has allowed that to happen just to you in your very own life because he wants to actually work something in you. He wants to work something in you. I love that verse again. For God is working in you. Many of you are like, yeah, he's definitely working something in me. And eventually, tell me if this is not true. Ready? Right? Eventually, what he works in us, he works through us. Whatever he works in them, he works through them. And what he works through them, he works for him. So whatever's happening in me will come th- out through me, and it's all for him, yes? Because he's not going to want me to what? And he's not going to want us to what? To bask in our own glory or to raise up our own name. And, and, and so everything that is happening in us and through us is for him. And that is why verse 12 says, we obey God with deep reverence and fear. He approves of us and our expression of his approval is now to live a life that constantly gives him praise. Not a life that constantly lives complaining. Mature Christians say, I'm going to stop arguing. I'm going to start complaining. And I'm going to start recognizing that God has stamped me. God has sealed me. He's called me son. And in that, I'm going to obey him with deep reverence, with fear. In that approval, my life now, my awe now will be an expression of that approval. And it's to give him praise. Did you notice that? He works in us, through us, for him. For him. That our lives would be an expression of his approval. And that is to give him praise. So why do everything without complaining and arguing, as he says in this verse. Why do everything without complaining and arguing, verse 15, verse 15. So that no one can what? Blame us. So that no one can criticize you. Look what he says next. In this translation he says, live clean. Live clean innocent lives as children of God, shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. Does it sound like us? Like our world that we live in? Do everything without complaining and arguing so that no one criticizes you. Live clean so that you will be innocent as children of God, that you would shine as bright lights in a world that is full of crooked and perverse people. You read verse 15, and I get this, that we can't spend wasteless energy in complaining. That the fullness of our person, of our being, would give forth an expression of praise, not an expression of complaint. So I'm going to stop for a moment, and I'm going to ask you to write this down in your notebook and write this down in your heart. What kind of expression is your life giving off? Is it an expression of praise, or is it an expression of complaint? Think about that. If it's praise, it's showing what God is doing in you and through you. If it's complaint, it's showing what God is not, what you're not allowing God to do in you and through you. And the reason for this is because whether you're praising or whether you're complaining, the reason for all this is because you're living it out before others. You guys understand that you're living your life before others. I'll read that verse one more time, verse 15. Do everything without complaining and arguing, verse 15, so that no one can criticize you. Live clean, innocent lives as children of God shining like bright lights in a world full of crooked and perverse people. We're living it before others. We express praise because our shining we are to shine like bright lights in a world of crookedness and perversity write this verse down daniel chapter 12 verse 3 look how daniel says it he says those who are wise will shine as bright as the sky and those who lead many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever that's powerful what is daniel saying what is paul saying to the church Oh, Philippi, you're living before people. Is your expression and is your life a life of praise because of that in which God has done in you and through you? Or is it a life of complaint because of what you're stopping God from doing in you and through you? It's powerful. Verse 16, he goes on. He says, hold firmly to the word of life then on the day of Christ's return, I will be proud that I did not run the race in vain and that my work was not useless. What a a strong wordage. Because here's Paul writing this, and Paul is admitting this, that his own labor would be in vain if the church that he pastored and started failed to hold fast until the day of Christ's return. He would say, if you fail to hold fast to God, Then I failed as your pastor. That's what he's saying here to the church. His own labor would all be in vain. Everything was pointless if you do not hold fast until the end, until Christ comes back. But he doesn't end it there. Look at verse 17. But I will rejoice even if I lose my life. How in the world does he do that? Pouring it out like a liquid offering to God. A drink offering. Just like your faithful service is an offering to God, and I want all of you to share in that joy. Here is Paul's life, and Paul's admitting that his life was poured out and poured out for God's service. And what he's doing here is he is comparing himself to what he calls a drink offering. And as he's comparing himself to a drink offering, he's basically saying, I'm pouring out myself fully and solely to God's service. And in that truth, he's telling now the Philippians that now you too, church, are to share in this same truth, that you are now to become a drink offering, a sacrificial offering poured out for God's service. You have ever been in a, in a crowd of people, you've looked at them and said, wow, that man is really like just pouring out. Or he's really hearing from God. And we automatically think that that's his role and that's his position. Like sometimes when I talk about, but that's what you're supposed to do. No, it's not. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to hear from God. We're supposed to be intimate with God. We're supposed to be in prayer. We're supposed to be in praise. We're supposed to be in worship. You don't count on one man's worship, on one man's praise, and on one man's knowledge of the word of God. We should all be nurturing and maturing in our relationship with God. We should all be responsible Christians in our own walk. All of us should be doing that. All of us should be activating that. All of us should be seeking that. All of us should be living for that. That should be what, what makes our heart tick. That's, that should be what makes our blood flow. That's, that's the reason we awake and That's the reason why we rest at night because, because we're working for the things of God and to seek the things of God closer than ever before. So Paul with that understanding says this, I will rejoice even if I lose my life pouring it out like an offering just like your faithful service is an offering to God. So watch, not only am I an offering church of Philippi but you Philippians are also if you haven't gotten this yet you're also an offering. You're also a drink offering. And I want all of you to share this joy. Sharing this. That your life is also a sacrificial offering. That you are also poured out For the service of God. And he says this to them. Share in this what? Share in this joy. What is the joy? He defines it as the what? He defines joy as service unto God. Even to the point of what? Death. Who defines joy like that? The word of God. He defines you. Share in this joy. Well, what's this joy? The service of God even to death. And I thought about this. A life of complaining misses out on a life that is surrendered in joyful service to the Lord. A life of complaining misses out on a life that is surrendered in joyful service to the Lord. Our lives are to express praise because of the humbling fact that he found grace and love for us, that he approved us. And because of that, one of the greatest things that we could do back in return is to be an expression of praise for his approval over our lives. How dare I complain when instead I should be giving forth praise? That's who we are. That's what Paul's telling the church of Philippi. Get yourself together, he tells the church of the Philippians. Share in this joy, rejoice in these things, express praise with all of your life. And then, verse 18, he ends it with Yes, you should rejoice. And I will share in your joy. There are three questions that I really want you to examine and ask yourself. And it's, how can you praise God in your current circumstance today? How can you praise God? Another one is, what are some ways that you could break the habit of complaining in your life, especially when life gets tough? This has to be speaking to some of us. And then the third one is, how can you encourage others to praise God during their tough situations when things seem unfair in their lives? So, guys, think about those three things. How can you praise God? How can you express praise in whatever circumstance you face and rather than expressing complaint? How can you express praise and fight and live in praise rather than complaining when life gets tough. And how can you help others and encourage others to find their praise in the midst of their tough situations? I repeat again, and I stress this again, and I want to take the Lord's element and just worship and pray a little bit as we as we get into this as we got into this text uh, for a little while. But I, but I really want to encourage you guys of live a life that expresses praise rather than a life that expresses complaining and arguing, and bitterness, and, and, and I think that, that's so much, and the reason why is because we're called to be responsible, maturing Christians that are constantly nurturing our faith, nurturing our walk with God, amen? So, so I just, I, I ask you that, man, just go ahead and express praise, share in this joy, and uh, let, let your praise uh, drown the complaints in your lives. How many of you have things to complain about? Every day. (laughs) Every day, day, man. Gas prices are going up. My tires are wasting. Oil, to get oil in your car now is crazy. The kids, my job, our government, our neighbors, the person that sits next to me in church. We have so many things that we complain about. But do you know you waste more of your time, more of your strength, more of your energy complaining than if you were just to sit back and find wisdom and giving praise. So when you go home and they're giving you a headache at home, say, I praise you for this family. I praise you for those kids. I praise you for that man. I praise you for that woman. I praise you for that coworker, God. I praise you for that brother that sits next to me, my sister that sits next to me in church. I praise you for those for that gas that I'm still able to put gas in my car. I praise you that I'm still able to get the oil change. I praise you, man. It might be a headache, but they're still alive. There's still a chance. I still praise you in the midst of my circumstance rather than lifting up complaint. I want to seek you in praise. I want to be an expression of your praise. Amen? Guys, I encourage you to do that. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to do, we're gonna, we're gonna do things right, really different today. We're going to worship, and um, we're going to put some some music on and, and really seek the Lord in the time that we have. And, and I really want you to, to ponder um, on these thoughts and on, the, on this passage. If you want to sit there and read over the passage again, go ahead. But I really want you to think about what we spoke about right now. And, and I want you to give that to the Lord. I want you to really seek him in those things that we discussed. And um, I know in my life personally, transparently speaking today, God spoke to me because I know that I need to substitute praise for complaint. I know that for a fact in my life. I know that I've caught myself complaining so much. And I've recognized, wait a minute, I'm complaining more than I praise. And I have a lot to praise for. And and, and it's all something that's wrong with me. Because really nothing's wrong with God. So why should he stop getting praised? It's me. I'm the issue. Have anyone recognized that they're the issue? And um, I encourage you guys. So so as we spend time in in just uh just in his presence and meditating in God. And if you want to get on your knees, if you want to come up here, if you want to pace around, but just, just get into the presence of God. And, and I want you to do this, ready? As you give that part of your life to the Lord and you say, Lord, allow my life to be an expression of praise and, 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 and let me deal with this uh, complaints, and, and, and let my praise drown my complaints. Give that to the Lord. And in that, start thanking him as well as we worship. And on your own, give thanks for this little cracker that we're about to eat. But give thanks and say, Lord, thank you for your body. Thank you that you, listen to this, that you gave your body for me. You found in me some sort of worth that you gave your life for me. And because of that, I praise you. So today I take of your body and what it means, how through that I am healed, I am saved. And through this grape juice that we could actually say, Man, thank you for this blood that was shed on the cross that in me you did find some worth to shed your blood for me. And in that I give you praise. And when you feel you're ready as we worship and you seek him and you're just meditating on the things of God, you take of that cracker, you thank him and you pray to him and you take of that juice and you thank him and you pray to him and, you, and just don't leave here without praising him. Give him the praise that he des- deserves because, because of the approval that he's given you over your life. He deserves all the praise. Amen.